Hi guys. How are you doing? What's going on today? What have you been doing in your house today, basically, is the question. Hi, Louise. Hi, Jared. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for joining me. Making me a little bit less lonely. Human contact through a screen. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? <laughs> Please tell me it's the same thing, because otherwise... Hi, friend. How are you? How are you guys dealing with the lock? The lockdown situation I think what day are we on now are we on like day uh, what day is it today it's Thursday today hi guys hi Jonathan what day are we on now I don't even know what I don't even know what day it is hi Anna how are you guys so nice to see you Day 26. It's not day 26. Don't make me freak out. It's going to be day 26. I'm sure we're going to have day 26, but at the moment, I think we're on day something or other. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Emma. Hi, Burak. Oh, Burak. That's a new one. Da -da, da -da -da -da. Okay, give me a sec, guys. I'm getting my musica. There we go. Musica. I don't know if you know this, but actually, when I'm. This is a little secret. A little secret. When I'm doing the stream, I listen to music because it helps me speak, which is kind of weird. But when you have um, music in the background, it helps you. It helps you speak to like a rhythm. I don't know how to explain it, but I listen to at the moment, for example, I'm listening to funk, jazz. Funky, smooth jazz, saxophone music, upbeat jazz, instrumental, instrumental. So like, I love jazz music when I'm speaking. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I love jazz when I'm speaking. It's like, it really helps me go with the flow. Go with the flow is an expression that just means like, do whatever. Go with the flow. So I like my jazz music. So guys, welcome to Anna with Two Wins. Your show where you can learn English, have fun, and interact with me. This is my live stream, which I do every Thursday on my Instagram channel, which you can find at Anna with underscore two ends. Don't forget that little underscore in the middle. And you can find me on Instagram and you can find me on Twitter. Hi, Kirine. Hi, Maria. Hi, Neil. Oh, I like that tag name. It reminds me of Neil in the Matrix. <gasps> I have to watch the third one of The Matrix. That is outstanding for me. Wow, I have a lot of time, so I don't think I need to rush. Da, 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 da. Why do you guys always want me to sing things? <laughs> you don't want to hurt your ears, guys. Okay, now, today we're going to look at a couple of things on the stream. And... As you know, I like to get inspired by different things that happen to me in my life, different things that happen day to day, different things, basically. That's my inspiration for my show, because then I can talk about day to day topics. If things happen to me in, in every day, then it's better for me to talk about them. So 
I was doing my daily sunbathing routine at the window of my flat. Maybe you've, you follow me on Instagram, but uh, there's only one bedroom in my flat that has sun. One bedroom, one window, one So today I've been sunbathing. Now remember in English we say sunbathing. We don't say taking the sun. That sounds super weird and bad in English. Like we don't say taking the sun. We never take sun. Like that sounds so weird. Like you can't get away with that. Like no. So I was sunbathing <laughs> inside with the windows open like this. Now, I actually set an alarm on my phone because that's the exact time that the sun enters that little, there's like a little kind of like, I don't know how to say it. How would you even say that in English? Like a little gap and it exactly one o'clock or more or less one o'clock, the sun comes into that little gap. So I have an alarm on my phone at one o'clock and you go outside and it's like this. Oh, I was there for half an hour. <laughs> Not doing anything, just sunbathing. Yes, Salaman, you can say tanning. Tanning also means sunbathing. I think it's kind of a little bit American. Tanning. No. Maybe it's a bit girly. Like, for example, my brother would never be like, oh, I'm going to go tanning with my mates. <laughs> no. But I might say, for example, oh, I'm going to go tanning. I'm going to tan later. So who knows? Maybe I might come out of this. <laughs> I might come out of this <laughs> confinement with a really brown face. <laughs> Imagine everything white apart from my face and my neck. I have a tan line on my neck, like a really bad tan line. Imagine that would be funny. But I guess we're going to be able to know who has terraces because those people are going to be super brown because all they're going to be doing all day is sunbathing. Oh, so jealous. Yes, I see a couple of you also have the same situation as me doing the sunbathe, the sunbathe thing. You got to do what you got to do. It's desperate times. Desperate times call for desperate measures. That is a... <laughs> It's a phrase in English. I think it's actually from a film, but I'm not really sure. I'm not a big filmy, so I've got no idea. I'm probably quoting like a really important film. <laughs> I've got no idea. No idea. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Sunbathing in your house with the window open. Desperate times, guys. Desperate times. Alan, you're learning Chinese. Nice, but keep learning English. Don't stop listening to Anna with two ends. I'm sorry, but I'm not thinking about bringing out a Chinese version <laughs> anytime soon. But actually saying that, I was thinking about learning Chinese this year. Maybe I'll give it a go. I think I'll stick with Spanish though. I think I need to just work on one language for the time being. So back to my story. I was sunbathing at my window, relaxing, thinking about life, you know. All sorts of philosophical things. And then someone shouts out the window like, I'm fucking bored. Obviously not in English, in Spanish. And I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about that on my show. So for the first part of the show, I just want to talk about some synonyms for the word boring. 
and bored. I want to talk about those two adjectives first because number one, they're super common mistakes. Students make mistakes with them all the time. So whoever that was, whoever shouted, I'm fucking bored out of my window. Thanks so much because you gave me a topic for my show. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. So let's just have a look at bored versus boring. Just, just, let's just time out for two seconds because students make mistakes with this all the time. Okay, let's talk about a person first. So a person can be bored, okay, which is like their mood, their state. I'm bored. I'm not bored right now, of course, but you can be bored. I don't know, maybe you're in a very boring lesson or you're doing something that's not very interesting, but you can be bored. It's your mood because you're doing something boring or maybe not doing anything at all. So I can be bored. That's my state, my mood. Temporary. Okay, I can also be boring. Okay, but that's not about a state. That's not about being temporary. That's like a characteristic. Like you can be a very boring person. I'm a very boring person. Probably some of you think I'm a very boring person. But that's just the way it is. It's very subjective, but boring is a characteristic. Now that's for a person. But let's take, for example, a book. A little book. I guess a lot of you will be reading at the moment. Me too. A book can be boring, which is characteristic. It means it's not interesting. Loads of books are boring. Jesus Christ. I read a lot of boring books. Well, I don't read them. I basically read one page and I'm like, this is boring as fuck. Bye. I'm very like, I'm very quick with books. Like I read like one paragraph and I'm like, this isn't for me. Like I'm done. Like I'm very impatient with books. I'm very impatient. I've never realized that before, but I'm super impatient with books. I'm like, if it doesn't interest me in like the first two sentences, I'm like, you're dead to me. (laughs) Leave. So a book can be boring. Now, one thing that students say is they're like, oh, this book is so bored. Oh, really? I didn't know that the book was a person that had a mood that could be happy and sad and excited. No, 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 no. A thing cannot be bored, okay? Like a book, a computer, uh, a class. A class cannot be bored. Nothing that's inanimate can be bored. Like a thing, an object. They can't be bored because it doesn't have a state. It doesn't have a mood. It's impossible. (laughs) So that's one thing that's really important to talk about first. Person can be bored, which is their state, or a person can be boring, which is a characteristic. And a thing can only be boring. It cannot be bored. Luis, you are not boring at all. I am never bored watching your show. Is it okay? It's perfect. (laughs) Thank you so much. I was fishing for compliments a little bit there, I think, (laughs) without, without realizing. Let's have a look at some synonyms for the word boring. So this is a characteristic. Let's have a look at a synonym for the word boring. I've got one here that's quite nice. Burak, you said exhausted. Mm, No. Exhausting is not really a synonym for boring. No, I don't like it. Exhausting. Exhausting is something that tires you, but it doesn't necessarily bore you. For example, something could be super fun, but exhausting. No, it's not a synonym. Esther, this one I like. You said dull. 
Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Ten points for you, Esther. Dull is a synonym of boring. D-U-L-L. And it's like more formal. So like I wouldn't normally say it on a day-to-day basis. Like for example, if I was talking about a book. Ah, this is an important point. Did you hear what I just said there when I was talking? I said, if I was a book, if I was a book, Mm, that's wrong because I should be saying if I were a book no wait what if I were a book wait a second wait a second what am I talking about if I were a book (laughs) wait sorry (laughs) that literally makes no sense what was I talking about anyway whatever my sentence doesn't make sense but what I'm trying to say is I should be saying if I were because that is a conditional sentence But that's a very important thing about native speakers is that when we use conditionals, we say, if I was. Bad teacher, bad teacher, bad native speaker. It should be, if I were. Bad teacher, minus five points for me. (laughs) But it is technically incorrect. It's not the correct grammar, but it's how we say it, okay? It's like when native speakers say less people instead of fewer people. It sounds actually quite strange and I have to make an effort. Imagine that. I have to make an effort to say fewer people. Like I actually have to think about it when I'm teaching. I'm like, do you have more or fewer books than me? Because my natural reaction is I want to say less books. So just like in other languages where native speakers kind of change it up and they make things or they make grammar mistakes. That's one that native speakers say in English. We say, if I was, when it should be, if I were. If I were a book, but I don't know what sentence I was actually trying to give an example of there. I was talking about dull. Okay, if I were or if I was, which is the native way to say it, if I was talking about a book, I would say, Bruh, this is super boring. I wouldn't say dull. Dull is like formal. I wouldn't say that I normally, I normally use it. One thing that we do say a lot is... um. I'm going to give you some slang options, okay? Because you guys know all the the normal synonyms. I want to give you some, I want to give you some off the record ones. One thing that we say a lot, um, and this is only kind of recently, but but native speakers, we say, how was it? And you're like, meh, meh, (laughs) meh, which is, it's not really a word. It's more just like a sound effect, And I've noticed that actually, um, especially in the country I live now in Spain, people don't make this sound effect. Spanish people, you make a lot of sound effects like boof and all that boofing and whatever, but you don't make this one. I don't think anyway, but correct me if I'm wrong. But for example, if you ask me, oh, how's, uh, how's the book? I'm like, meh, meh, meh. I don't even need to say anything else because my friend will have understood me exactly. It means meh. It's not very good. It's boring. How was class yesterday? Meh. Meh. (laughs) I mean, really, it's very bad because this is very slang, by the way. Don't say this to your boss. Let's do the boss friend grandma test. Um, If your boss is like, how was the meeting? And you're like, meh. No, 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 no. This is between friends only. And you actually write it. If you want to write it and be informal, we would say... I don't know if this is the right way around. Oh, fuck. I've got to write it the right way around. Because <laughs> it doesn't mirror. Oh, shit. 
it's always really hard for me to do the E. Uh, oh my God, how do I do a different way side E? No, Anna, that's the other way. No, I did the E the same way. Oh, okay, whatever. It's M-E-H. <laughs> what is my life? <laughs> I tried to spell it backwards. Uh, that was a complete fail. That was an epic fail. So one thing we say, which is like a sound effect, is we're like, meh. It was really boring. That's a very slang, colloquial thing to say. <laughs> I'm going to say hello to a few people on the stream here. Hello, Paco. Hi, Anna. Here, Paco with two Cs. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I'm sure Paco is with one C. I feel like actually during this quarantine, I'm like Anna with one N. Like there's, you know, I'm like a shell of my former self. I'm Anna with one N. How sad. Please take out the violence for me. Okay, let's look at another let's look at another phrase which is a little bit a little bit rude. Ooh, a little bit rude, but very common, especially in British English. Um we say a lot to be bored like to bore you shitless <laughs> or to be bored shitless. Actually, we use it more when we're talking about our state, our mood. So sorry, we're going to we're going to switch. I'm switching. We're going to talk about bored this now. So if you want to say you're really bored, like super bored, okay, like beyond boredom, you can say, I'm bored shitless. I'm bored shitless. That's like a very, very super, super slang thing to say. So sometimes if like, for example, let's say you're on quarantine right now, wherever you are, basically the whole of Europe and you're not doing anything and you're like, pwah. I am absolutely bored shitless. <laughs> shitless is one word. Yes, exactly, Daniel. Exactly the same as bored as fuck. Like, I am bored as fuck right now. It means you're super bored. So there you go. If I'm having a, if I'm having a conversation with my friends, for example, probably I would say I'm bored shitless. But this is like, this is like an extreme level. I'd say bored as shitless then bored as fuck, then bored. It's like a, it's like a spectrum, a spectrum, <laughs> a spectrum of bored. But yeah, bored as fucked and to be bored shitless are both uh, some of the things that we would say. Also, one thing like when you're, when you're telling your friends maybe about how something was super boring, normally we actually use a couple of phrasal verbs and we use the phrasal verbs switch off and turn off. So, for example, if you were telling me about a conference, well, everyone who maybe, well, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people who work in companies, you have to go to like events and conferences and seminars. Okay, picture this. You go to a conference. I've been to loads of these and you have like 10 lectures in one day, like, and the only thing there is like awful food terrible coffee you had to get up super early because you had to travel there like I used to remember when I went to conferences in London and things like this and I had to get up at like five in the morning take the train from Liverpool to London like blah. terrible and in the afternoon people would be giving speeches and you'd be like now I'm going to explain what I'm doing because obviously if you're listening to the podcast you can't hear my you can't see my facial expression, but when your eyes start going really heavy and you're like, 
oh my God. And the only thing that wakes you up is because your head starts going, <laughs> starts going down and you're like, oh shit. And maybe it's because it's very boring. Maybe the speech is very boring or whatever. It doesn't interest you very much. And if I was describing that to my friends, I might be like, yeah, I switched off. I switched off after five minutes. It was so boring. I wasn't interested or whatever. So you can use the phrasal verb switch off to mean that you're disinterested or disengaged. So I switched off. It's like you're, imagine when we use like um, appliances or like toasters or kettles or whatever, you switch them on and you switch them off. So it's like you're a little toaster. (laughs) You are a little toaster and you can switch yourself on and off. And if something is super boring or not interesting, you're like, oof. I switched off after five minutes. And you can also use the phrasal verb turn off. You can say I turned off. Oof. It was boring as fuck. So I turned off after two minutes. Hopefully none of you are turning off right now. Ah, that's funny. I that kind of didn't realize the irony of talking about being boring whilst doing a show. That's kind of ironic. <laughs> Hopefully it's not boring. Hopefully talking about boring. It's not boring. Ah, little link there. She still got it. She still got it. So there you go. A few different ways that you can say boring, bored, etc. And thank you for my inspiration today. I hope that person has found something to do. And you know the worst thing? They shouted it from their window as if they kind of wanted some response. You know, like when people do that and it's like a crowd thing like they want everyone to get up and start shouting out that windows like me too silence (laughs) like no one (laughs) said anything no one shouted anything and I was like oh oh well (laughs) oh well and remember a book a film a series can be boring But it can't be bored. It doesn't have a personality. It's not a person. It doesn't have a mood. It's impossible. It cannot be bored. I will not have it anymore when my students tell me that books are bored. (laughs) Hello, Max from Uruguay. I wish I were, I wish I were in Uruguay. See, again, I was going to say, I wish I was, I wish I was in Uruguay. I wish I were in Uruguay. Native speakers, sometimes we break the rules. I think the less people one that I mentioned before is probably one of the most common things that we do. Less people, less books, when it should be fewer people or fewer books. We do that all the time. And I really do have to make an effort. It's true, eh? It's a little secret. I don't tell everyone that. It's a little cheeky secret. Okay, next. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Al. Alpop. Alop. I always call that one Alan, but I'm not sure if it is Alan. (laughs) Okay, next. I want to talk about... Now, normally in English, we say false friends, okay? But I'm like, false friends as a word is just so boring for me. Like, false friends. Oh. So I'm going to talk about evil enemies. (laughs) Evil enemies. We're going to crank it up a notch. To crank it up a notch is to, like, make something more intense... Let's crank it up a notch. Um, Crank it up a notch. It could also be like, it's kind of to make something more intense or more powerful. For example, let's say the intensity of something like 
okay, let's crank something up. Let's crank it up a notch, which means let's make something more intense. Like if you were in a meeting or a workshop or whatever, if you were talking about something like the air conditioning, you would say, oof, let's crank it up a notch. Like let's make it more powerful or more cold, colder. Oof. Wow, bad teacher. Minus five points again. I'm going to be way in the minus today. So today I'm going to talk about my evil enemies because they are not just false friends. They are evil enemies. And I'm going to tell you why. Because students make mistakes with these words so much. And I must start a world campaign to make sure that everybody says these words correctly. So we're going to talk about some evil enemies Words that students often get confused with, very similar, maybe it's a verb and a noun. And these are some of my big hitters. Now, big hitters are like the most important things. It's very colloquial, it's very slang, but like the big hitters, the most important things. So these are my big hitters. I've only got three. I've only got three. Okay, just just a little cheeky three. But these are some of the biggest ones. So let's start off with the mother of all evil enemies. And that is two words, both beginning with A and both ending with E. Do you know what it is? Have a think. This word, okay, I'm going to give you a couple of clues. I'm going to give you a couple of clues, see if you can guess. These words start with A and they end with E and there's only one letter that's different between the two of them. They both start with A, they both end in E, there's only one difference in the letter between the two of them. One of them is a verb and one of them is a noun. Hmm. Anyone want to take a guess? In my cryptic, my little riddle. I don't think it was very difficult, but a riddle is like a, a, a kind of a logical puzzle. I made that up. I'm not sure if that's right, eh? I don't know. Okay, no one's telling me, so I'm going to tell you. The two words are advise and advice. Advise and advice. Advise is the verb, okay, to advise somebody. A-D-V-I-S-E, a verb, okay, to advise somebody about something. Yes, Vikas, well done. I did say advice and advice before though, so I'm not sure if you left that comment before or after. But you got it right. And the second one is advice. A-D-V-I-C-E, which is the noun. Okay. So this is one of the biggest evil enemies in English and I see my students do it all the time and the biggest mistake is that what people do is they say I need some advice which is a verb not the noun so advice is the verb now you can also say instead of saying to advise somebody you can also say to give advice so you can use the verb give with the noun advice that's also a common way to say exactly the same thing um advice is maybe more formal um, and to give advice is kind of more on a personal one-to-one basis, I guess. So advise and advice. And also a super important thing is that advice is always 
uncountable. Always, always, always. So advices does not exist. It is not a word that exists in English, not on this planet, not on any other planet in the galaxy, okay? Advices does not exist. Yes, Jose, you can say a piece of advice. You can say a bit of advice, but you can never say some advices. Ooh, ooh, it makes my bones shiver. <laughs> makes my bones shiver. Now, a lot of students say, but Anna, what's the difference in pronunciation between advise and advice? It's really, really, really subtle. Like, advise is more of a z, 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 z. advise, whereas advice is more of an S sound. So a Z and an S, but it's super, super, super subtle. The most important thing is that when you're writing it, you say, um, you use the verb, which is to advise with an S and advice with a little C. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Plenty of advice. Oh, I like it. Plenty of advice means a lot of advice. You could say a lot of advice. You could say a bit of advice. You could say some advice, a piece of advice. A ton of advice, loads of advice, lots of advice. <laughs> These are all coming to me in my subconscious stream, my stream of consciousness. <laughs> so that's my number one evil enemy, advice and advice. Let's have a look at number two on the list. So number two on the list is a super common one. Again, this is about a verb and a noun. Now, this is one that's been coming up recently. I don't know why, but this always happens when you teach. That once one student makes a mistake, I don't know what it is. It's like contamination. All the students <laughs> start making the same mistake. And actually, I say that in my classes. when Because what happens is sometimes when one student says a bad thing, all the students start to do the same thing. And I'm like, contamination. <laughs> contamination. It's true. Once one student says the wrong thing, then everyone starts saying the same thing. So this is one. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a clue. Let's see if I can do another riddle. Let's see. Okay, this verb and this noun are about products. They're about when somebody buys something from you, but the opposite action. So somebody buys something from you and you are... Mm, to them. And that is a mm. I'm not sure if that was very good, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. So somebody buys something from you and you mm something to them. And that is a mm. mm. Vika's pay. Not quite, but you're on the right lines. Oh, that's a nice expression in English as well. To be on the right lines, it means you're on the right track. You're going in the right direction. Customer, no. Customer is the person who gets the thing. But this is a verb and the noun. Exchange, no. <laughs> Change, no. Change is like the loose money that you have in your, in your purse, like suelto in Spanish. Borrow, lend. No, it's not borrowing or lending because we're in a shop, so there's a transaction. It's a transaction. You give them money for something. Ba -ba loan. No, not loan. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you. Somebody buys something from you and you sell something to them. 
the verb to sell. And that is a sale. Yes, a synonym, Javier, would be a, a, a would, of a sale is a purchase. So those two are ones that people get confused about all the time, all the time. Okay, so what they do is they swap them around and they say to sale, like S-A-L-E, like I need to sale loads of books this month. It's like, no, I need to sell. I need to sell a lot of books this month. S-E-L-L. And also they do it the other way as well. <laughs> they say, oh, I got a lot of sales last month. I did really well. My boss was really happy. I got a lot of sales. Good for me. Perfect. I'm like, no. Time out. Sales. So sell is the verb to sell something. Um, I'm not a very good seller, naturally. It's not one of my best strengths. A lot, some people are very good at selling. Some people are sales people. I'm not very good at selling. I'm not, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a natural salesperson. It's not my, it's not my most natural way to be. You can sell something to somebody or sell someone something. So you can use both of those structures. Do, do, do. And yes, a Iran sell out. Okay, if something sells out, there's nothing left. Lots of things have sold out at the moment because lots of people need toilet paper. Honestly, I've still not been able to find toilet paper, but it's really lucky because I actually bought like 3,000 rolls of toilet paper <laughs> like three weeks ago. And you know that I'm still, I still have some, I managed to put most of the toilet paper away in like drawers and things like this, but uh, I still have like some that's like out around the house. Like I have too much toilet paper. I feel kind of greedy. Like it's going to last me like six months. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this toilet paper. It's going to last me like, I don't know, maybe six months, maybe a year. I don't know. Yes, I was one of those people that panic bought toilet paper. Guilty, it was me. I'm probably one of the people responsible for the fact that there's none left. Oops. Hector, sell me this pen. Actually, I did this with somebody the other day who said, um, who said, sell me, sell me this pen. And I was like, ah, write my, write my name. And they were like, I can't. I was like, that's because you need a pen. <laughs> yes, it was a pretty weak, a pretty weak attempt, but whatever. Nacho, shell. No, a shell is nothing to do with sale, sell and sale. A shell is a small, well, a shell can be actually lots of different things. A shell can be a little house for a snail. Oh, so cute. A little house for a snail. Hey, they're not affected by the quarantine. Little snails and animals. Wow, they must be having a whale of a time. They must be like, oh, there's no people. It must be like August in Madrid for like animals. They must be loving it. Uh, to have a whale of a time, a whale is like a big thing that lives in the ocean. A big thing? I don't know. It's a mammal. Is, is it a mammal? Or a fish? Whatever. A whale. It lives in the sea. And we say to have a whale of a time means to have a really good time. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I have no idea why we say that. But we say to have a whale of a time, to have a good time. So for example, I'm sure you're having a whale of a time right now. 
<laughs> or the animals are having a whale of a time. Actually, I heard something that animals are like coming into all the cities and everything because there's no one around. So probably they're having a whale of a time. They're like, oh, there's no people here. Perfect. Jesus, you need to take a sun bath. What's a sun bath? That is not a word in English. What is a sun bath? Yes, yeah, sorry, I had a a wee technical fault. Am I back? A technical fault, a technical issue. Anna with two ends. Am I here? In English, you can say, um, I'm just having a technical, let's use this as an English teaching point. I'm just having a technical issue or a technical fault. And normally, you know when this happens, people say in English, uh, they say, like, it's always when you need to use it. Technology never works. I'm still talking, guys, but <laughs> I don't think you can hear me. And on that note, I'm going to bring today's show to a little close. Now, remember, you can find all of my episodes of Anna with Two Ends on various different platforms. You can find me on iVox. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. So whichever one takes your fancy, whichever one you like, you can find on those platforms. And remember, you can follow me on social media at Anna with underscore two N's. Come and follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, leave me a little comment on any of my sharing platforms. Give me a give me a little like, give me a little comment, and I will get back to you. I read all my comments and I love reading them. And thank you so much for listening. And I will see you very, very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>